0: Hello friends, welcome back to Unfamed Christianity, where we seek to reconcile our human experiences with God and His Word, so that we can love God and love others from a pure heart, a good conscience, and sincere faith. We are in the middle of a three-part series where we are looking at what it means to image God, how we image God in a broken world when we ourselves are struggling with sin, and then how we help others learn how to image God. Well, in the last lesson, we discussed how, how that question how do we image God when we ourselves struggle with sin? How do we reflect God? We discussed in the first episode that to image God essentially means to reflect the goodness and beauty that He demonstrated in His creation. And we image God by taking care of, of His creation, we image God by pushing forward his purposes and creating cultural possibilities that reflect his good design. We image God by living in loving communion with each other and ultimately being conformed to Jesus in suffering and death. But as we know, man chose to rebel against God. And instead of imaging God, man images themselves really kind of ultimately images the beast, the serpent. And so there's chaos and there's sin and there's all kinds of brokenness and strife. And we all feel that, even those of us who have the first fruits of the Spirit, who have repented and given our lives back to Jesus, but we we may still feel at times sinful patterns, sinful tendencies. And how do we reflect God in a broken world when we're struggling with brokenness? And what we discussed in the last episode is how God made a covenant We had a covenant with his people, and because of his covenant through Jesus, because of what Jesus has done, we have the opportunity to now come back and come into a relationship with God, where we learn how to trust God. And a part of that is living with a rhythm of repentance. And we, we image God, we reflect God, not by trying to act like God on our own, but by regularly repenting and just entering into this relationship with Jesus where we learn how to live like Jesus by His power, by the power of the Holy Spirit. The goal of humans is not to be perfect. The goal of humans is to show their progress and how the Spirit of God is changing us. And in showing Revealing progress, we demonstrate to the cosmos the goodness and wisdom of God and through His plan of uniting all things in Jesus Christ. In this episode, we're going to discuss how we as Christians, as we're being conformed to Jesus, we're called to make disciples. Sometimes we act like we're called to make converts. We're trying to be perfect, and then we make these converts, and we have maybe have a quick prayer that we lead them through, and then a set of things that they should adhere to if they're going to be a good convert. And we forget that actually what we're called to is discipleship, which is learning this new rhythm of trust, rewiring our trust mechanism so that we default to repentance, so that we default to humility and just walking in a trusting relationship with with Yahweh through Jesus. That's messy. That's hard work. And we're going to dig into this deeper in today's episode. What is discipleship? Okay, so we're created in the image of God. We're called to image God throughout creation, yet we rebelled. And so there's a world that is not people are not imaging God. We're trying to help them to image God again. And we're creating a new culture, new environment on the earth where we as people part of the kingdom of God, as people saved in a trusting relationship with Yahweh, we are actively imaging God, learning to image God, and we're regularly repenting as a part of that. So what is discipleship? What is How do we make disciples? What is discipleship for us look like? Discipleship is essentially, in a, in a quick summary, it is learning how to image God and then helping others learn how to image God. So learning how to be put others first, think of Philippians 2, where we consider others as more important than ourselves. Instead of putting ourselves first, the default of humanity is to be self-centered. Discipleship is learning how to be other-centered, even where we are willing to get dirty and into the ditches of this messy creation, just like Jesus did by becoming obedient to the point of death, even though he was equal with God. And he thought nothing of saying, hey, I'm equal with God. But instead he he laid that aside and he came to earth to restore us, to restore our relationship with God. And so we're learning to image God, and, and a part of that is learning how not to be selfish, but instead be others focused, putting others first. Uh we we learn to image God by how we handle our money. Like is 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 our money about us and getting more things to make us feel At peace inside an internal peace or more comfort or is money about leveraging it for people who have needs about taking care of our family and then helping to take care of others who don't regardless of whether they deserve it or whether they can pay me back you look at you read through the book of Luke it's it's hard like you are supposed to throw a feast not for people who can turn around and throw a feast and invite you this is Luke 14 you're supposed to throw a feast for the people the outcasts, the ones that others would think is shameful to have at your table, you honor them, you celebrate them, you invite them into your habitat of glory and praise and beauty and goodness. And even though some may think that you're staining your environment, that's actually learning to be like Jesus by inviting the outcasts closest to you. And giving them the opportunity to know Jesus as well. Another way is, you know, if if you're a master, you treat your the, the people that work for you with fairness and dignity. If you're someone who works for somebody else, you, you honor them as if they are a brother in Christ. You know, as As if your work is being done for Christ, even though it's being done for this person. All these different ways, that, especially in the New Testament, we see in in Paul's writings and Peter's writings and and the teachings of Jesus, especially, to to not be bitter, to not hate one another, but to to care for the least of these, to, to speak the truth. This is what discipleship is. It's messy. We are learning to pattern our lives, our thoughts. We're learning to image God. So we're called to make disciples, not converts. And so converts are when we, we have this really clearly defined way of saying, oh, you're in, you're a convert, right? So you prayed this prayer, or you stopped smoking, or you left your girlfriend, and all these clear things. And I'm specifically mentioning things that are good, right? Like if you're cohabiting with a girlfriend, boyfriend or girlfriend, that's not right. That's not sexuality according to God's design. If you're smoking, you're you're damaging your body. Part of expressing our repentance and our need for the Savior is going to involve prayer, right? So all of these things, it's not that they're bad, but when we have clearly defined these check marks that, oh, once you've done this, then, then I know that you're in, we probably have a convert mindset. We're looking to make converts. Discipleship is a lot messy. You know, a question that I've often asked myself is, when did the disciples become converted? When were they saved? Were they saved when Jesus looked at them and said, hey, follow me, and they left everything, came and followed him? Well, what about Judas? He abandoned Jesus. So salvation wasn't just that moment when they followed Jesus. You know, He seems to have died apart from Jesus. I don't think we're going to see Judas in heaven. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. Is it confession? So like Peter is a ways into their following Jesus. Peter confesses. He says, who do you say I am? And Peter says, you are the Christ. Jesus says, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but the spirit of God is revealed. This. So is that the moment? Well, what about all the others? We don't see the others ever confessing, at least in that personal way, like Peter did. I would just say, I I think we think about salvation all wrong. We are called to follow Jesus. And there are going to be a lot of things in this process of following Jesus that make us feel like abandoning him, make us feel like giving up. And if our biggest question is like, okay, at what point are we safe eternally? We probably have a lot to learn about Jesus yet. Because it's not about figuring out my eternal destiny. It's about learning to image God right now, right here. And that's a process. That's a whole journey, years of following Jesus and being with him. For us, we're not walking with Jesus, but we have we have the scriptures where we can study his word and we can see the message. And we can see the, the patterns, the story that preceded us, And then what Jesus enables us to do. And and we're trying to pattern our lives after that. And it's going to be, we're going to fail. At times we're going to look a lot like the world and and have this rhythm of repentance. But a lifestyle of, we're with you, Jesus. We have no other place to call home. So we're going to stay with you. We have no hope, but in you. You have the words of eternal life. That's discipleship. That's what we are called to, and we're called to invite people into that, not to make these converts where, okay, now you're, now your name is on the list. Go, go live your life. Go do whatever. Or like some of us know, it's not just about, you know, saying a prayer and then going and doing whatever, but we still kind of live like, oh, it's, it's about making these certain behavioral changes. And then we got to keep you on track. Like make sure, oh, when, when you start making changes, then we're checking in on you. And we're not, in a rhythm of just daily lifestyle, caring for each other and be like, hey, how are you doing? Like, man, you, you lost your brother the other week. How's that going for you? Like, when I lost my mom, there were a lot of questions that I began to face about God, about goodness. Is that something you're you're dealing with? Or what, whatever, like maybe you don't have that specific story kind of lean into, but I'm sure you've struggled with sin, right? Just talking with each other. Hey, how, how's your personal life going? Like, I know I struggle many times. I, I Every day I want to serve myself. And there's every day a, a call, an invitation to deny ourselves and to serve Jesus and to press into him. How are you doing? Like, there's going to be times where People we thought were on fire for Jesus who were living so well are now back into doing drugs or maybe just living a nominal life. They're not sure they care about. Or or there's going to be people who are on fire for God, really doing well. Maybe not on fire, but they're just progressing well. And then they were hurt by those of us who were Christians before that. And it's really disillusioning for them. And part of the messy grind of disciple making is walking through that and being patient. It's okay if they're not showing up at church for a while, but we're still checking in on them. We're still pursuing relationship with them. Sometimes we, we think discipleship is all about inviting people to church or inviting people to say a prayer. And then if they don't, then we're just like, okay, you know, it's your choice. It's whatever. And we're not pursuing them like God ultimately was pursuing us. And we as disciples, we need to be pursuing not just each other. We need to pursue each other. But also be pursuing our neighbors. Be pursuing our coworkers, our friends. Like, do we care about them knowing Jesus and having that place? of peace, shalom peace. Do we care about the shalom of God and his creation being restored? Where people are learning to image him right now today. And a part of us imaging him right now today is making the freedom and the forgiveness that is possible, making sure others know that and have a regular invitation into that family. To join this kingdom, this family, whatever language we want to put to it, we see both both analogies used. Making converts might be faster, and it also might give us something a little more glorious to talk about, to write newsletters, updates about. Discipleship is not glamorous. There have been many times, you know, in our in our family's past, we have written updates newsletters of different things and eventually it's like sometimes you you're working to create like an interesting story because people won't read it if it's not but there isn't anything right now god is doing work it's good work but there's nothing like splendid to tell about it's been it's been messy and sometimes quite frankly ugly and difficult and challenging god is still at work the problem with making converts is that it sets people up to misunderstand the story God is writing with this world. God is not writing a story of where he's creating this clique or this group. God's writing a story where a people who were designed to reflect his goodness and beauty, but instead chose to just kind of go their own way and led a world of chaos and sinfulness, they are now learning how to reflect his goodness and beauty and the earth and creation becomes to look beautiful again. That's the story God is writing. God is restoring his kingdom through a covenant people so that it looks and reflects the goodness that he has set forth from the very beginning of creation. God's kingdom is a kingdom of righteousness and justice. That's, that's what righteousness and justice are pretty interchangeable. So if, if all God cares about is converts, then once you express faith in him, then you should just take you to heaven, right? That's not what he's after. He's after making a place that his shalom peace is experienced. A place where justice, as he designed, is experienced on a regular rhythm, regular basis. And that's why we are to be conformed to his image right here, right now, through the rest of our lives. It's why we make disciples who are conforming to the image of Jesus as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And obviously, like these three episodes kind of give bird's eye view, and it's not there's not a ton of practical examples. I would love to hear your specific example. What is your situation, and, and what are the questions you have about Imaging God about making disciples about living in the kingdom in your unique circumstance. In the last episode, I talked about I touched on sexual struggles as well as a current day struggle, a personal struggle of just being patient and living in a patient with a patient attitude, and I'm not getting upset or angry because things don't go my way. There's a lot of things we face. We my family has lived in settings. Since before I was married, and then Teresa and I as a married couple have lived in a setting where we have regular relationships that are discipleship relationships. They're maybe new to the faith or maybe haven't expressed or made a commitment to follow Jesus yet. But we we invite them into our life and, and have Bible studies with them or or even just try to have regular connection with them that facilitate conversation about life about faith about god that is a habit that we have sought to to live out in our regular life sometimes it's organized we have kids ministry that is targeting kids and and their parents sometimes it's very unorganized where it's just our neighbors and different people we connect with Uh, sometimes it's with youth sometimes it's with Parents, older people, sometimes it's with people of our own similar background in our church, and just processing f- struggles that they're dealing with, and sometimes it's with people from completely different background, different culture even, and, and learning to navigate the, the the communication gap between cultures and even just lifestyle together, and, and what is a righteous life look like in a different culture where it, where it might look a little different than me and Teresa. There's a lot of questions that we engage as we seek to make disciples. And so I would would be really curious to hear what are questions you have about making disciples? What are questions you have about being a part of God's work to restore all things? Are there any objections you have to the last three episodes? Like anything you're not quite sure you said this and I don't understand that or what do you mean by this? I would love to hear that. And and then I will I will shoot another episode where record another episode where I respond to those questions and, and we can have some back and forth in that way. What you just got is a a piece of a course that I've created begin, beginning this year called Finding My Place in God's Story. There are five modules to this course, and one of the modules focuses on how does the bible frame the gospel and in that module we look at the gospel not as a heaven hell construct but rather as creation covenant and kingdom and that's really how the bible kind of lays out in in the biblical narrative we don't see this heaven and hell construct like we've come to think of the gospel like if we're going to tell somebody about the gospel. We probably immediately think, you know, headed to hell, Jesus helps us go to heaven. Something along that line. The Bible doesn't really frame it that way. Um, Rather, it's framed in this bigger, overarching picture of creation, and then God's covenant, and then the kingdom that he is, of his people who walk in trusting relationship with him as their king. That's the third module out of five modules. And... We are about to open up enrollment. We open up enrollment for that course two times a year, the beginning of the year and then the middle of the year. And we are about to open that up again. I'm excited. I will I will tell you when it is open, when it is live, and when you can open it up. It's not going to be open for very long. It'll be open for about a week because we like to keep the group kind of intimate where we can have Uh, At the end of every module, we have a live recording, a phone call, uh, a Zoom call together where we, we can discuss things that they're learning and questions they're processing. But the whole purpose of the course is to learn how to read the Bible, how to see God's story, and then just learn the story. Like, what is the story of Scripture? But then ultimately, because a lot of us can probably kind of have at a glance you know we kind of understand the story but ultimately where you and i fit into that story specifically like where our unique journeys not just kind of as a whole like humanity fits in here but you me asher whitmer someone specific where do you fit in to god's story finding my place in god's story we will be opening a moment for that stay tuned for more info about it I'm excited, I've enjoyed taking this first batch of students through it this year, we are still wrapping that period up, we stretch it out over a length of time so that you have plenty of time to do it, it's not a it doesn't demand a lot of time and energy you can do it along with the rest of your life Uh, it it takes at most two hours a week, Uh, sometimes it's not even that, and so if you would like to dive deeper into how can I really understand scripture, and how can I understand what God is doing in this world, and where is my place in it? This is a course for you, and I, I look forward to letting you know when it's open and joining that journey with you. Until next time, grace and peace. Unfaith Christianity is brought to you by our members at Patreon. As a part of the membership program, you receive two deep-dead essays a month and expanded versions of all our podcast interviews. If you would like to become a member, visit www.asherwhipper.com forward slash member. Unfaith Christianity podcast is also a part of two networks, the Restorative Faith Collective, where we have conversations about race, perspectives, and relationships in an Anabaptist context about more articles and podcasts visit www.restorativefaithcollective.org the second network is the kingdom outpost where we talk about what it looks like to live as jesus's nation in today's world for more podcasts and articles visit kingdomoutpost.org thanks for listening